right, all right. Well, we're back hello with there. FM Rager. How goes it? Oh, my goodness. How is everybody? How are you, Ned? I'm doing fantastic. How are you, Connor? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. How was your weekend? Uh, it was pretty good. I went over to Austin, Texas for my sister's graduation, a party on its own. Ooh. Yeah, good. how about you? Um, Didn't do much because you were out of town. <laughs> you know, that's the way it goes. Yeah. Uh, no, I went to a few art gallery openings, and that was pretty fun. <laughs> that's a party. Yeah, you know, there was lots of free booze that I didn't drink because I had work. Because <laughs> uh, I was on antibiotics. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was fun. It was a lot of fun. I got to see a lot of cool stuff and a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of drool stuff. Like, <laughs> I don't like this. Oh, a lot of drool art. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cass was talking last time, uh, people like the the guy who plays It because he jingles and drools were the two things she described. Yeah, and and I've, I've been thinking about that for a week now. She had a very weird obsession with uh, how... She, she didn't so much as the internet has this obsession of <laughs> jingles and drools. Uh, That's which, right. That's which right. makes me think that like... That's Santa Claus, maybe? I don't know. Like, that's, uh, that's another person who jingles. I don't know if he necessarily drools, maybe when the cookies I mean, are out. Yeah, when he sees yeah. those cookies, like, yummy, oh, yummy. Man, this is why I get up every morning. This is why I do this job. Yeah, uh, Cass definitely had a weird obsession with Pennywise to con- No, she just had a weird obsession with the internet's obsession with Pennywise to con- I don't know. I, I, I didn't care for it. I don't like clowns. So at these art openings you went to, or closings, I don't know what they were, you went to art shows. Were you, were you partying hard? Were you going crazy? Or were other people partying hard? Did you see anyone really doing up that art show? Uh... Not let, really. let me say this at the at the very... graduation I went to I saw some people doing it up I saw people go walk across the stage and do a like one and a half minute dance to celebrate that they are graduating like they were partying they were raging my friend oh my god they did the whole kit and caboodle they, like, they had a I've thing been waiting three years to do this <laughs> yeah <laughs> I've been practicing these six steps for three years now they had a thing there um where it was uh when someone would walk across and I thought this was just for the masters but they had bachelors as well uh going across the stage that they would say like the next person is Ned Gale and they would person would hand the person a card and they'd be like Ned Gale would like to thank and it oh. would say a couple of things. So there was just like joke after joke after joke. People put in some solid riffs and I some mean, yeah, they have very try hard riffs. <laughs> yeah. uh, did your sister write anything? No, nah, my sister was pretty pretty straightforward. She oh. said, "Yeah, love God, love money." No, uh, she, <laughs> no, uh, it, it was pretty standard. Just like thanks for my friends, thanks for my husband, blah blah blah. But some people, um, somebody said it's Larry time. And we thought that was pretty funny. I think his name was Larry, but but then the next person went up and also went, it's Larry time. And I was like, what is Larry time? It never happened. There was no Larry time. But ah, I for, for the listeners out there, uh, if you celebrate Larry time, why don't you go ahead and call us in at 713-526-8737. We'd love to talk to you about Larry time. That's right. One of the cool things about today is that we're really, really excited to take some calls because we think that if you call in, you're going to have a really great time with our guest. I want to get to him right off the yeah, top. Yeah, let's jump into it. Everybody, please welcome this our guest tonight. He is a fantastic comedian. He has hosted so many shows. You've seen him all over town. Please, everybody, give it up for Nick Merriweather. Hi. Hello. Oh. What's up, Nick? How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Okay. I'm enjoying being here at the Mandatory Station ID, KPF Houston, 90.1 FM, HD2. Oh, we got to say it at least once an hour. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for pointing that out, Nikki. <laughs> All right, Nick, some things about you. Uh, you host a really incre- you co-host a really incredible show called Hot Takes. 
Can you tell us a little bit about what Hot Takes is? Uh, yeah, Hot Takes is a monthly stand-up comedy show hosted by myself uh, and my good friend and roommate, Jaffer Khan. <laughs> um, Who lives with their good friend and does a show with them? Disgusting. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> so you do that over the secret group uh, once a month? The secret group, yep. Once a month. We do not have the uh, June date yet, but it's coming soon. Mm -hmm. But basically, we challenge our comic comedian friends uh, we give them three topics a month and they are to come up with a brand new set about those three topics <laughs> uh, uh, three topics and then there's one other topic that gets thrown in there yeah they have to pull from a hat uh, uh during their set oh, that's no. my favorite part of the entire show is because some people will pull that so, so they're they're going off they're going on these riffs they don't know about or they they've just prepared like the week before yeah and halfway through the set or some people at the beginning some people at the end will have to pull this card and be like all right bakeries and then they just have to like go on bakeries and it's uh it's really fun to see how people deal with that <laughs> yeah it's uh it's also it's one of my favorite shows it's because joffre and i also write a good 10 minutes of new material mm -hmm. for the show too but uh one of my favorite parts is just the nervous pacing before the show oh yeah. just a parade of souls. <laughs> but it, it legitimately is one of my favorite shows um it's it's so unique and, and weird and fresh and yeah it's also pay what you want so it can be free yeah, and it's over in the black box of the secret group, so real small room, meaning it feels real big. Like I, I like that the response is like feels loud and big. So those comedians, where they may maybe were stomping in the cement outside, like I'm gonna screw up. Like once they get in there, people support them enough to where they like really put on a good show. Yeah, I, yeah. I've been so phenomenally proud of everybody mm -hmm. on that show. It's been great. That's amazing. So what can you tell us? Like what was the conversation that got you and Joffer? you know getting the ball rolling on living it. together no. <laughs> so joffer is a fantastic stand-up comedian um I, I anticipate very big things for him but he had never in his entire stand-up career had never produced a show and so it was me saying hey you should produce a show and, and see how much non-fun it can be <laughs> um, and he's like no i'll never do that and then we just started <laughs> okay. I don't blame him. Can, can yeah? Can we say that it's it is so tough to produce a show? But I also think everyone should try it once, whether it goes well or bad. Everyone should have that experience because it, it is so much more than you think it's going to be. Uh, yes, and yeah. it, it's it's it gives you so much experience um, talking to show promoters. Like you can mm -hmm. tell who has produced a show over, or pr producers rather than promoters. Yeah, uh, you can tell who's done it before and who hasn't. But anyway. Um, it just came from that conversation and then me personally feeling stagnant in my writing and anytime I have a prompt to write towards, I feel like it gives me the smallest, gentlest container to come up with something. Mm -hmm. And so we're joking around about doing that show. Originally it was going to be all pull from a hat, all riffing. <laughs> well, maybe we can make it writing. And then once we had the name, he's like, all right, let's do it. And now he's about to, to move away. Oh. Oh, no. <laughs> where's it? Where's he moving to? To the Big Apple, Ooh. Oh. City America. Oh, it's hot Biggieapolis. <laughs> <laughs> is uh, Hot Take going to find a way to continue on in the city without Joffer, or would it not be the same? Uh, I don't know, but while he's in town, come on down. See him while you can. He's fantastic. Um, yeah, we haven't discussed it fully. We're not ready to reveal it. How about that? Well, Joffer, if you're listening, call in at 713-526-8737, and maybe we could settle this right here and here now. Give <laughs> us the scoop. Let us know what's going on with the show. 
Let us be the first people to announce what's happening with Hot Takes. Just call in. At Please let us. 526-8737. We'll take your calls. We'll get Nick to give you some advice on love, living, and laughing. Uh, I would love to painting. give advice. Please call me. <laughs> I'm unqualified in every way. All right. Again, please call Nick at 713-526-8737. The, the, the radio call has to be at the top of every hour, and the phone number has to be at the top of every minute. Yes, we have to get <laughs> yeah. people to call us. Uh, all right. So let's go ahead and move into what this show is really about. Partying. Aw, yeah. All right, Nikki, you got to tell us about some cool parties that you've gone to. Or First off, yeah, how do you like to party? What's your ideal party? Oh, man. Um, the older I get, the number of people at the party gets smaller and smaller. <laughs> <laughs> the word party stays the same and um, everything else changes. <laughs> um, yeah, I like, I mean, doing comedy, I'm around a lot of drinking and, mm -hmm. and a, a lively atmosphere constantly. So my favorite parties now are I like playing uh, playing games with my friend I like, mm -hmm. like Quiplash a lot. Quiplash um, is the best. If yeah, you ever want to lose, game. you can play any of us. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a really boring answer, but I, I find that the, the, all my friends who are in entertainment in any way, like their parties, as they get older, get a little tamer. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I don't. I don't go to parties as often anymore. Like every once in a while, I'll see a house party. And be like, uh, yeah, check please. Uh, and then I sign the check and I say yes. I would love to attend. Um, but for the most part, like doing shows is kind of my party. Like my friend, my friends yeah. who don't perform as much are like, yeah, you don't really come out as much. It's like, oh, I do go out. It's just to shows I do, and then I party afterwards or before. Yeah, it really on stage. Yeah. Uh, well, it, it naturally turns into your friends or people that you met at the show hanging mm -hmm. out drinking. It's very similar to a party. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, what when you hang out with all these people and you still play games, do you still get the feelings of uh connection that you would find when you meet people at parties? Like do you meet people playing these games? Oh man, um that's another thing. I don't want to meet anyone anymore. Oh, <laughs> You've hit your capacity. Yeah. yeah. If you guys know Nick, go ahead and call in. If you don't know Nick, do not pick up the phone. Do not dial seven one three five two six eight seven three seven. Don't do that to him. Uh so can you tell us anything about like any partying before gaming? You don't have to get too raunchy about it, but you know what this show's about. I'm gonna keep needling you. That's, yeah, it's, the, it's the gaming part of that question that is throwing me off. Well, well, what was the? I mean, what was the wildest party you went to in your heyday? You went to art school. Surely oh, you sure saw some stuff. Oh my goodness! Spill oh. the s, my guy. <laughs> Does s stand for secret? <laughs> I was about to be, censor it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, at art school, I feel like is uh, in college in general. I feel like it's about figuring out what is okay to do and what you want to do yeah um, <laughs> and sometimes they're the same thing um but yeah i i lived in a, a a house that was very very um formative let's say mm -hmm. and it was a, a house full of very bright college kids who um enjoyed Partying. Partying. In a psychedelic <laughs> way. Okay. Okay. So parties of the mind for sure. I feel like everyone in college books. had that one house they like ended up in and that's like your formative yeah. house, mm -hmm. whether it be an apartment, a house or a box or a van. Like yeah. you just that's you spend a year just like exploring. Did you have a name for the house? We did. Yeah. yeah. It was called the S 
box because I can't say the actual name. <laughs> uh, secret box, know. guys. Yeah, Check it out. Box, yes. uh, that's what the box of the secret group was named after. No. Uh, <laughs> All right. So you had to. Wait, did you, did you have a house that had a name on it? Oh, yeah. What was it called? The Compound. The Compound? My dad came up with it because he thought it looked like a, an S-hole. And he, he just, <laughs> secret hole. Yeah. And he said, uh, you know, the, the only secret that this neighborhood doesn't know is like, uh, never mind. Anyway, so he said, <laughs> so yeah, the house looked like really bad. And it had this yeah. really rickety fence and it was huge. But uh, my dad just called it the Compound after the David Koresh people. We, we, um, the branch to I've, I've heard the thing. bunker was another one which i <laughs> i saw another one called the bunker i thought that was a fun name uh Bo, my old roommate at her old house tried to call her place the den of kings and you would always tag uh, that and i hated uh, that so i always tagged it as den of king i always tagged it as giggle dungeon <laughs> 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 which i'm sure people next door who like try to tag something that tag would come up and they're like what the heck <laughs> i would what love is next to door? party at the giggle dungeon yeah the who Den doesn't it's like i gotta get out of here giggle dungeon was really cool until i saw that documentary tickled and then i was like no uh, have you guys seen tickled i have no. seen y'all check out tickled if you have seen tickled go ahead and call us in at 713-526-8737 y'all let us know what you think about the movie tickled yeah. uh oh here's something about tickled i came up with the segment for the show tonight it's called Tickled or Pickled. <laughs> it doesn't have any rules yet, <laughs> but I do have the name. Yeah, Tickled so or Pickled. you like playing games. Why don't we come up with the- Let's invent the game right now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Tickled or Pickled. Mm-hmm. My, my first thought is that you get uh, a mystery foot wheeled in from a blanket, <laughs> and you have to decide if you touch it, if the person's going to giggle and laugh, or if they're a cadaver. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> oh, because they, just... they've been pickled, like in yeah, yeah. What if they're not a ticklish person? Bonus round. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that game makes you a sick old person because uh, you'd be sick to to roll a cadaver into a, a party like that. That's what I think. Oh, I thought you were saying like sickled, like a farmer visitor of uh, the specter of death. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, why don't you tell us some more about I just the, like fun uh... games? <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say, I love fun games. Uh, can you tell us any more about the secret house that you grew up in in college? Oh, the secret house. Yeah, how many uh, feet were there? <laughs> the S box. It was um, it was a great place. It was uh, artists and and musicians and there was there was literally artwork and writing on everything um i was reminded as you guys were saying other names that i had friends who lived at a place called toe work <laughs> oh it was i hate that <laughs> <laughs> what was their phone number um, oh more cool more yeah cool. yeah um that was back in the days of landlines <laughs> What was the area code? 713? 713. 713, 713 So, the, uh, okay, so you're still changing the subject. We know about <laughs> we know about Secret Box, but what went down in the Secret Box? Well, <laughs> um, lots of partying. <laughs> lots of secrets. <laughs> um... No, it was it was it was a lot of um like I said, very bright kids who were feeling pretty aimless figuring out who they were. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also chemists and uh <laughs> what's the uh statute of limitations? Did did the did the did the the cops ever come to the They did, but only to say, Hey guys, be quiet. 
yeah. but it was a it was a, the entire first floor of a house and the two people who lived below were also very like party minded very open minded oh i'd uh, imagine um, if it survived that long we, we yeah. had the cops called to the the giggle dungeon one time is because bob morrissey was singing thunder road too loud <laughs> We were doing karaoke at the house. I remember that party. Yeah. That was a great party. Yeah. I also sang Power of Love at that party. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was a good party. <laughs> um, we can't talk about that party. Oh, <laughs> no, I'd like to press you on this, Connor. <laughs> uh, this is my show. Why don't you... Welcome back to our show, off. Under the Bus, where... Uh... <laughs> you need to get off my secret, buddy, all right? This is my show. Hey, do you think Connor is tickled or pickled right now? Oh. He's putting a pickle about this party. Uh... <laughs> One thing I've noticed, all right, we'll 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 move into something a little less controversial. <laughs> uh, one thing I've noticed about partying with you over the years is that um, when we tried to get food delivered or food ordered, you were vegetarian for a really long time. Yeah. and that, Vegan even. Y yes, you were vegan for a bit. Mm -hmm. And uh, you had this whole year-long ban from Taco Bell, so we couldn't go to Taco Bell. And well, then you that... could go. I never stopped anyone from going to Taco Bell. I oh, mean, what's know, the fun? Yeah, we, if, we, if we're getting food delivered and you're like, um, I can't go. Like... That was because I had a serious Taco Bell addiction. I was eating <laughs> Taco Bell probably four to five days a week. Uh, yeah, because it was affordable and oh so tasty. You had a yeah. toilet paper addiction, too. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I was like, I wonder, I wonder if I can just go uh, one year without doing it. Just mm -hmm. to, and I did. And uh, on January first, about ten a.m., we yeah. <laughs> jumped we got, in the car uh, the and three of us went to Taco yeah. Bell and we ordered. Nick ordered this uh, fantastic spread. It seemed like one of every menu item, and then Connor and I ordered our exact normal menu item, which was uh, about one of every menu item. Oh, yeah. Probably the yeah. same spread. Yeah. We all spent about the same amount of money, ten dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Shop at Taco Bell. Shop at Taco yeah. Bell. Shopping at Taco. Bell. <laughs> if you're shopping, oh, at Taco I'm Bell. just window shopping. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there were naked chalupas. <laughs> uh, but the, it's a place in France. Yeah. Uh, anyway, about Taco Bell. Mm -hmm. So we, we ate this uh, big Taco Bell feast, and then your diet changed again mm -hmm. to uh, something that allows you to eat meat. And yeah, as is required it, of all comedians in Houston, you're on the keto diet now. No. Yeah. How how many comics are on that diet? And you don't have to spill names or anything, but I'm j I was just surprised by the number of people. The hardcore group that I started with was about six or seven people. Six or seven. Yeah, that's a lot of people. But that's good. That's a that's a good support net of like yeah. people checking in well, on each other. And I knew it worked. Um, our friend of ours lost a hundred pounds in like six months. Man. Yeah. Ooh. And that sounds dangerously fast. Maybe it's like a year. I don't remember. Um, but yeah. It it was a uh, this is maybe a less of a light story than you were hoping for. <laughs> well, uh, well, I guess the 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 transit mayor shouldn't ask for the details. What we're more going into is now you can eat freaking wings with us, my guy. Uh, <laughs> we introduced you, Ned and I, yeah. to your first buffalo wing. It, it was very exciting to take you to get wings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, it, which in our, we've talked about on the radio show before. We're not, we're not uh, introducing anything new here. Wings are the party food. In our opinion, I don't know. Do you think that's the party food? 
What, what is your ideal party food? I think pizza is the classic party uh, food. Pizza's good, Pizza's too. pretty good. You don't have to wipe your hands. I like wings because they're commitment. You are locked into the party. That's, that's, the the yeah, seatbelt has gone down on the roller coaster. That's a feast food. It, it, I, I just think it's fun. Like We can throw a movie on. Uh, pizza, I have found, at least because I'm a notorious picky eater, that <laughs> I'm just like, pepperoni or no ronies, and Ugh. I just don't want pizza. Um, I can be a bit of a stick in the mud about pizza. Admittedly, but wings. Hey, just throw hot. You know, <laughs> everyone can agree hot. on. Just it, man. throw hot. Throw hot in, man. Uh, I mean, you can get lemon pepper as well, uh, but you know, wings are more accessible. I'm not picky as long as it's hot or lemon pepper. <laughs> as long as as long as it's hot or there's no sauce, and I can just <laughs> drool on it. Can I just have a thing of blue cheese, please? That's all I really want, and some bones. <laughs> I'm just get a Ziploc bag of oil too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but now you're a wingman. Do you remember yeah. getting your first wing with us? I sure do. It was a I rainy name day. The restaurant, if I thought that were allowed, you can. Oh wow! Uh, it was called Connor's Wing Hut. Something like that. <laughs> hey, if you want to get reservations at Connor's Wing Hut, just call me right now at seven one three five two six eight seven three seven. I'll get you and a loved one a table for two. The restaurant was called Tickled or Pickled, and it was how the chicken was prepared. <laughs> uh, I do both. <laughs> All right, so we went to a wing stop, mm -hmm. and you got some wings. Mm -hmm. I believe you got like a Cajun or a lemon pepper. <laughs> I don't remember. What'd you get? I'll have to ask. I'll have to consult your diary. You'll see. <laughs> <laughs> see how many minutes we can burn on what sauces <laughs> Nick got. <laughs> So which one did you get? <laughs> so anyways. <laughs> um, I don't remember. Ah, <laughs> oh, God, what a letdown. Oh, I didn't know this. If you remember of, the first wing that Nick ate, please call us. <laughs> Why don't you just lick the bottom of your shirt? It's, it's probably still there. <laughs> I, I don't remember. I'm thinking now that... Because it was a big deal for me. I think we gave. I meat. think you went. You went one wet, one dry rub. If I'm not mistaken, I feel like that's what we would have pushed you to do. Because that's yeah. the right way to go. Yeah. We probably Remember went, and he was like, "I'll only eat fries." And then eventually, he's like, "No, I'll try some." <laughs> But yeah, I remember being like, I used to hate eating anything off the bone. I still kind of do. I still kind of dislike it. Mm -hmm. um, but I had to I had to dive in uh, to this new meat based lifestyle. Um, <laughs> Wait, has has there been any food that's been like a weird transition going into the the meat space? I don't. I still don't like eating meat that much. But yeah. it's it was just the most. Uh, I have an enlarged spleen. That's some party talk for you guys. Um, and I needed to, <laughs> for, I needed to change my diet for health reasons. I could no mm -hmm. longer be a, a vegetarian that ate mostly corn and chips. Um, but yeah, I, I still, I don't know. I don't like eating meat off the bone. Yeah. But, uh, How's it been? A you, you eat cheese now too, yeah, right? I eat How's that? It's a staple yeah. of my diet. Cheese is. Tight. Yeah, it's so good, good, man. Yeah. It's so good. I love Swiss cheese. It's my mm. new thing. That's good. For aer yeah. aerodynamic reasons, or what? what is it? Yeah. Um, not just good. It's a good cheese. I like yeah. those little mozzarella balls. 
that are Ooh. in the tub of water. Oh, yeah, yeah, mozzarella. I think it's called. Yeah, yeah it's really in good. My my favorite is the 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 cheese wheels that come with wax. You yeah. make a little guy with the wax, and you, you push it with your hand, and you're yeah, like, yeah, I am yeah, powerful. Yeah. You smell that wax. And smell uh, yeah, cheese. or your I, hand. I've depending been getting on the Gouda lately. Gouda, Gouda's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I dig that. You could say it's very the best. Yeah, uh, you got it. <laughs> All right, I just want to steer back to wings real quick here oh because no because. When For we the love of God, anyone call in at 713-526-8737 and change the subject. There's a payoff. For the, I'll change the subject right now. We got wings <laughs> when we recorded the pilot of the show. Oh, Man. yes, yes, sure. Yes, and uh, we had a really good time. We mm -hmm. ate, we drank, we were merry, and we recorded a very interesting radio play. That, yeah, yeah. Uh, I threw together, and Nick and Ned helped punch up, and we all recorded it in one go. It's very, very fun. We played it on the first episode of FM Rager, but unfortunately that audio is lost. Now we can record and have archives of the show. So I wanted to play it really quick, and then we could just talk about it afterwards. If that's all right with you? Yeah, let's do it. All righty. And uh, this is uh, Gusty Hardwell, everyone. Hope you enjoy. My name is Augustine Hardwell, Agent Augustine Hardwell, or Agent Hardwell, or Gusty, if you know me. I'm a secret agent employed by a top secret agency that is so top secret, you're already on a top secret kill list just for listening to this. The spy industry is so chock full of backstabbing, betrayal, and leaking of secrets that the only way I can protect myself is to painstakingly document each case I take. This is one of those cases. It was a normal day like any other. I was sitting in my office chair with my foot in my lap. I was trying to clip my toenails at an angle so they would pop off my toes and land in the trash can. So far, the score was three to eight. I was losing. Ring. Suddenly, the phone Ring. rang. I stumbled over myself to get the phone, and the chair fell out from under me. Brushing the toenail clippings from my hair, I ran to pick it up. The familiar voice of the chief rang out on the other side. Agent Hardwell, you've been given a new assignment. You're to leave immediately for Robichaux Estates in southwest Louisiana. A wealthy and politically influential family is in danger of being infiltrated by a Russian sleeper agent. Your task is to pose as a southern businessman with money to spend. Gain the trust of the family while working to locate the sleeper agent. Once he's been identified, eliminate him. Your plane leaves at 0600 hours, and all the information you need will be provided to you once you're on board. Good luck. Hey, thanks. Bye. I love you. Hmm. The chief hung up so quickly that he must not have heard me. It's okay, I know he loves me, or he wouldn't send me on so many missions. I placed the receiver back on the phone and got into bed. Then got out of bed. Then put on my pajamas and got back into bed. I was so excited I could barely sleep. Wow, Louisiana, the Pelican State, Creole country. I had heard so many stories about the swampland, but I had never actually been. I watched the HBO hit series Treme several times over and didn't even skip through the boring parts. So, yeah, you could say I'm a fan of the culture. I couldn't wait to wake up and fly out to the land of craw daddies and jazz laddies. Well, I got onto the plane on time, but I received very upsetting surprise. I was not going to New Orleans. Instead, I was going to a small town closer to the Texas border named Lake Vidion. I looked them up on the internet, and they don't even have a jazz scene! I spent the entirety of the plane ride reading up on my mission and listening to the Treme soundtrack. 
My mission seemed easy enough. I was going to be posing as a wealthy businessman named Barry Bontemps Boudin. I was to approach the patriarch of Robichaux family, William Robichaux, with a lucrative business proposition that had a catch. I would cut them a large deal if I was to be betrothed to one of his daughters. I didn't know what betrothed meant, but I figured I could find out when I arrived. Finally, the plane landed and I was off to the Robichaux estates, where I was greeted by a large older gentleman in a white wrinkly suit. I would later find out that it was a fancy seersucker, they called it, but in that moment, he was the only sucker I saw. I flashed him a gentlemanly smile. It was time to see if all my hours of practicing my Cajun accent had finally paid off. <clears throat> hello, hello, hello there, Mr. Robichucks, Robichoke. My name is Barry Bontemp Boudin. I understand you have been expecting me. Of course, of course. Welcome to Robichaux Estates, Mr. Bontemp Boudin. This large building behind me is the main estate. We have a room prepared for you. Over yonder on the eastern side of the land are the workers' quarters, where all of our workers spend their time. And to the west, we have the Good Time Arcade, where all of our workers spend their quarters. You should stop by if you get a spare moment and enjoy some vintage video games, such as Gator Joust, Poe Man, Ms. Poe Man, and Donkey Keong, uh, Jr. I have to say, Mr. Robert Cho, you have a very impressive estate. Now, I must ask, do you know where I could find some jazz performances? No, we don't listen to that kind of music here in the swamp. All we have is Zydeco. Oh, well that's, uh, that, that's fine I guess. You know, Zydeco is cool. It's like polka and mariachi had a baby and inherited all the bad traits. Well, I certainly hope your taste in my daughter is better than your taste in music, Mr. Boudin. I would like to introduce you to my three lovely daughters. First, there is Violet. Charmed to meet you. I'm Violet, the pretty one. And this right here, this little firecracker is Adelaide. Enchanté. I'm Adelaide, the talented one. And last but not least is my long-lost daughter who, up until a week ago, I didn't even realize existed. Olga. Hello. I am Olga, the new one. It is nice to meet such a handsome man from this region of these United States. If you stick around, I would be so happy to make you some gumbo with a little uh, lanyap extra. In that moment, I understood that there was something very different about Olga. She was the most beautiful woman this schmuck had ever seen. Will Agent Hardwell be able to resist the allure of Olga Robichaux? Will the sleeper agent reveal himself? Will Lake Vidion ever develop a jazz scene? All this and more on the next episode of The Cases of Augustine Hardwell, titled Swamp Secrets. All right, all right. Thrilling, chilling, and I'm ready to listen to more if you're willing. Uh, yeah, I guess that rhymes. Geez, that'd be awesome. <laughs> so, Nick, we wrote that, and you really helped punch up a lot of really great stuff in it. Uh, and it was so fun to record. I feel like we were all getting like really into that traditional radio play. What's really insane, you mentioned the traditional radio play. Like, it was really awesome to record and edit everything, but what's crazy is that they used to have to do these live. Yeah. Yeah. And they just have a, a sound effects machine or somebody just doing live sound effects. I don't know. That dude from Police Academy? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> was it Car Winslow something? Carl oh. Winslow? No, he no, was wait. a cop on Family Matters. <laughs> Sure yeah, didn't Carl he do Winslow. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's uh, Michael Winslow. Yeah, Michael. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure. 
Uh, Over under wins high or wins low. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, uh, speaking of, we got a fan submission. Yeah, some fan uh, since we did play this on our first episode uh, actually made a script for a second episode. So we're going to go ahead and do that live right oh, now. Wow. Yeah, we yeah. haven't seen it before. We're really excited. So uh, yeah, I guess just let's just jump into it. Uh, the Adventures of Dusty Hartwell. Okay. Uh, we don't have any theme music. Nick, do you Nick, mind? Can you do the, the, theme, the music? theme music for us? Sure. Do, 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 do. It was Michael Winslow, not Carl Winslow. <laughs> do, 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 do. Now for the thrilling adventures of Gusty Hardwell. I had been on the trail of the Russian sleeper agent for a couple days now. I wasn't making any progress. It was probably because I kept getting distracted by all of Mr. Robichaud's beautiful daughters. There was Violet, the pretty one, Adelaide, the talented one, and Olga. Oh, sweet Olga, my love, my flame, how I long to hear your beautiful voice. My heart aches for the chance to feel your sweet embrace. I'm pulling my hair out and begging the fates themselves for an opportunity to kiss your comely face and feel your rugged jawline on my lips. Anyways, I was having trouble deciding which one of them I liked the most. Well, liked enough to, be get, to get betrothed to. Whatever that word means. Oh boy, I really hope betrothed isn't some college word for murder. I was sitting on the front porch of the Robichaux Estates when who should walk up but Violet, the pretty one. My, oh my, is that Mr. Bon Tom's boudin that I spy with my Cajun eye? Father has left for the city and I assumed you had gone with him. Hmm? Uh, no, I, I'm still here. Say, I was wondering about Olga. Oh, I know nothing about her. She showed up a couple weeks ago saying she was Father's illegitimate daughter that he sired on one of his many business trips. Father always had such a trust in nature. That's probably why he prays instead of using prophylactics. Hmm. Interesting. She's just so... God, interesting. Whereabouts does she stay on these estates? Oh, she's on the far end of the eastern side of the estate, past the bridge. She pointed to a path on the horizon. I could see a bridge. I thanked her for the information and started walking. It wasn't too long before I bumped into another of Mr. Robichaud's daughters, Adelaide, the talented one. Why, as I live and breathe, if it isn't Mr. Bon Tom's boudin, how are you faring in this sweltering swamp of sunlight on this Acadian afternoon? <laughs> Oh, I'm doing. I'm. <clears throat> I'm. I'm doing quite all right. Uh, I was just on my way to pay a visit to Olga and. Uh, Ew, isn't she interesting? Mm. She just popped up out of nowhere one day and said, "Father was her papa." Yes, it's quite curious. Uh, I should probably be on my way to go talk to her. Oh, you know, Mr. Bontemps uh, Boudin, did I mention that I was the talented one? Mm -hmm. I've been in several performances in the local theater house. I even played the lead, Molly Tapper, in the Dapper Rapper Slapper Snapper. Would you like to hear a monologue? Uh, no, uh, that's okay. I'm more of a song and dance man. Oh, then you'll love this performance from when I played the Mayor General in Pirates of Penzance. Well, okay, but could you sing it fast? I, I've got things to do. Not only am I going to sing it fast, <laughs> I'll sing it with zero errors. In fact, I'm such a fast flip-flapper, you'll flip if I flub. <laughs> yeah. I am the very model of a major modern general of information, vegetable, animal, yes, mineral, faster. and all the kings of England. <laughs> <laughs> and I quote my sister, I quote from Mary Tucker, what I do with her, I have a great to do with 
matters mathematical. I understand the equation, but the simple and quadratic of the Batman Norman theorem. I'm teaming with a lot of news with many She just kept singing and singing this crazy song and started to get really into it. So I slowly continued walking down the path to Olga's. Eventually, I came to the bridge and crossed it. It was then I noticed a cabin that had a huge sign on it that read, Olga sleeps here. As I approached, I began to hear some strange sounds. Then I heard a voice that sounded like Olga's, but it wasn't speaking English. A shiver went up my spine. That was Russian. That meant the sleeper agent likely had broken into Olga's cabin, and she was likely under duress. I grabbed my secret gun that I had hidden in my pants and didn't mention until now so I could get the drop on everyone, including you, the listeners. Hey! Anyway, I grabbed my gun and kicked down the door. When I, What I saw was unbelievable. Olga was sitting at a desk, wearing headphones and shaving her face. In front of her was no small amount of communications equipment. For a moment, I was shocked. Until I worked up the nerve to say, Olga, what is all this? Uh, I am, how you say, ham radio enthusiast. Wow, what a woman. Will Agent Hardwell be able to find out who was speaking Russian? Will Olga show him why ham radio is still cool no matter what the teens are saying? All this and more on the thrilling conclusion of The Cases of Augustine Hardwell, Swamp Secret. And scene. Why didn't you? Why didn't you say Ancine? Why didn't you Ancine with us? Oh, the person who gave the script did not write uh, Ancine. Mm, interesting. Mm, all right. Okay. Well, well, that's just kind of how plays I, work. I, I think that went great. I think that went that like was pretty good. Busters. I mean, Nick flubbed a couple times during that fast part. Uh, his, I guess his. we can't all be performers. Wow, man. <laughs> <laughs> But you did great, and uh, whoever sent in that fan script, you know, awesome. You did yeah, great. thank you so much. In fact, wonderfully written. Yeah, I know. I loved it. And one of the reasons why I loved writing these things with you, Nick, is that you are incredibly talented at coming up and defining these really rich, very funny characters. And I've seen you do things from uh, Karen, the host of mm -hmm. Books Worth a Look, I've seen you do the the goofy clown chef, and <laughs> my personal favorite, uh, I just call him uh, Nick Scaryweather. Uh, what is the name for your haunted Halloween host? Yeah, that's it. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey. The Duke of Spook himself. Yes, the Duke of Spook himself. The Duke of Spook. Yes. I, I love watching you do all these things. Uh, what kind of characters do you latch on to? Because they all seem to have an, an air of innocence and just like goofiness to them. Yeah, I think that is uh, that's something I really enjoy. Is someone uh, my favorite comic archetype of all time is the confident idiot. <laughs> yeah, um, but I that's I love watching that. I like David Brent or um, mm -hmm. uh, Michael Scott or Michael Stipe even. <laughs> <laughs> um, apologies to Mister Stipe, um, but I, I like the confident idiot. But I also like the confident sweet idiot I, I think that mm -hmm. is so it's just something i'm very drawn to personally and something i enjoy i enjoy being in that headspace yeah yeah that's why i like buster and arrested development the most it's <laughs> <laughs> a sweetheart dum -dum. Do, do you have a favorite character you've played uh over the time so that we, we a lot of character work in micro satan i feel like there's some uh good ones yeah. to pull from in there um i really like the halloween show so every mm -hmm. halloween i it's basically a party, but 
Uh, it's a comedy show, and I invite one of my favorite performers to perform stand-up as whatever they're dressed as. Mm -hmm. So uh, I really like hosting that. I host it like an old horror host. And what I like so much about that is, is it's, I'm completely free to pretty much do anything I want. And uh, I just love Halloween. I love dressing up. I'm very drawn to that. Um, <laughs> I, I love that character because he talks so slowly <laughs> that there's so much time, like you're forcing the audience to just like get ready for a punchline, and it, it, it's it's so exhilarating. <laughs> just be like, what's gonna happen? Yeah, and we did it with a live band. My boy Ned mm -hmm. uh, was a musical mummy. That was really fun. Just getting to sing songs. And... Who'd have thunk? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and what's what's that show called? Uh, it's called Spooky Stand Up. Yeah. So, uh, every year, I think I'm going to come up with a better title. And every year, <laughs> it's going to be like Spooky a, Stand Up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but I love that show. I love seeing character stuff like that. I love character stand up. That was like my first try at stand up was doing yeah. character stuff because it, it allows you to, it puts you in a box kind mm -hmm. of. I think that you can just mm -hmm. like kind of make a bunch of rules for yourself, and it's yeah. like you don't even necessarily have to write jokes as much as you just like write draw this caricature of a character and keep spreading it further and further until the audience is like fully on board with who this thing is. Yeah, I think so much of stand up is uh, is providing context, mm -hmm. like uh, and you know most it's you have their setup and your punchline, but most of the setup is providing the context so that when you get to the punchline, you can subvert the context that you just set up and i feel like with a character you can do so much more you can do you can go really far out with the character context i mean not, not, not that you can't withstand it but yeah. character the audience is like oh this guy's a hot dog he's <laughs> so you automatically have this weird shared context that you can yeah yeah uh, do as many mustard puns as you can. My favorite mm -hmm. of that Halloween show. I love like an intricate character. I love something that has like a bunch of loops and rounds around it, and it, yeah. it's so fun to watch it evolve on stage. But I also love like just straightforward. Uh, <laughs> Zach Brooks did the Sun last year. Oh, I lost fantastic. my mind. <laughs> like, <That's> so funny. <laughs> so what about you, Ned? I've seen you play a lot of different characters. What's your favorite one to play? Favorite character to play. Um, I did a pickup artist for a while. That, that was like one of the few repeat characters I did. <laughs> I don't feel as comfortable doing that character anymore. <laughs> uh, but that was a fun one to do because while I'm like a, a meeker, uh, like uh, shruggy kind of guy, it was fun to just like straighten up the back and be like, what's up, dogs? Uh, uh, character's uh, name, Anomaly. Anomaly. That's yeah. like, was it mystery? AKA Anom. Anom. <laughs> uh, and it was just, yeah. <laughs> I think my favorite character I've seen you perform, and this was uh, in partnership with uh, old Clint Cooper. Oh, yeah. And he drew pictures, and you were – these pictures were of animals that should not and could not exist, and you were the zookeeper describing all of them. Yeah. And, he had come on the, the original Micro Satan talk show mm -hmm. as as a, uh, a guest, like the animal handler, but he didn't have any animals with us with him. So he just showed pictures of animals and described them, and they were all so weird. It's Clint is insane at drawing and just drew the. Clint is one of my favorite creative people. I've yeah, ever met. Clint Cooper, you should check him out. Um, <laughs> I don't know, if, what is it? Fart Junior? Is that what he goes it's, by? Yeah, his tumblers. So, like... uh, but now all, another character that I've seen the two of y'all do, and this was my first exposure to your comedy, Nick, <laughs> was when you guys came on to a Good Evening Show. As video or no game show producers, experts, yeah, 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 game show experts, and you guys had a 
game show. Uh, what was it? Just challenges? Can you t- take me through this bit? Yeah. So, so, so first off, Nick just had two of the same jacket, <laughs> and that's why this worked. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it was just a, uh, a strange bit that's going to play really well over the radio. <laughs> um, and it was that I just needed an audience because I was testing out a new game show concept. And in order to save time, I wanted to test both the American version and the British version at the same time. So the British version was so, uh, taking a single egg in a spoon across the stage. And that was hosted by one of us. I can't remember who. Yeah. So, yeah. And then... And the, then the American version. Well, no, you had to take an egg in a the, in the spoon, a teaspoon across the stage and deposit it in a teacup. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and as I put the egg in this cup, and you hold up a mug, easy. That's the yeah, it's a little bigger than an egg. Not shouldn't be too hard of a target. No. Uh, the American version was bringing, I think like twelve eggs in a shovel, yeah. and then putting it into, the same cup. Yeah. <laughs> it was inside of a big trash can. That was a, yeah. yeah. Uh, we, we gave the we put tarps down, and we gave the audience all trash bags. Yeah. Before we had described <laughs> it, we're like, all right, this is gonna be the splash zone, <laughs> like really setting people up for a mess. But we we hard boiled all the eggs beforehand. Yeah. Uh, so instead of it making a big mess, they were all just rotten and smelled terrible. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say it became an impromptu Easter egg hunt. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and be a pessimist. <laughs> well, I loved seeing that, and that ended up spawning this whole other show that you guys did uh, uh yeah. nick and ned neck and neck yeah, yeah and this is a little bit like hot takes because you would have guests come on and they would have to create game shows and you were to contestants, yeah. correct so that spawned yeah. out of a, a show that i love doing called choke mm-hmm. which was a comedy game show uh, that i hosted with brian ziola and we would bring in contestants and they would compete in these games that we devised for them. What what kind um, of games were there? They were super fun. It was a lot of like we would do uh roast a ghost. Yeah. Which they had to write roast jokes for a dead celebrity. <laughs> uh we would do uh kind of like what you guys just did to me, where we we made each contestant <laughs> write a one page essay that was Whoa, that was a fan submission. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. Again, what, what the fans just did to me. <laughs> uh, um and uh, they had to write a one-page paper that another contestant would read, and they would win if that contestant laughed while they Oh, that's so it. fun. <laughs> or we would just do weird trivia games, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Um, but, so, but at the end, it was very difficult picking a winner because everybody did so well, and it, that really wasn't the spirit of it in general. So we came up with this other idea, Nick and Ned, Nick and Nick, where Ned and I would be competing. Yeah, so, as as the hosts, we were the ones competing, and the contestants yeah. were the ones hosting individual game shows that we'd compete on. Mm-hmm. And so they would come up with the game, and it, it solved a lot of problems. It was really fun. We were able to weave in a narrative, and mm-hmm. uh, we had our boy that was Yeah, the first Cody. time we really got Cody performing with us, and Cody knocked it all the way out of the oh, park. Gosh, knocked yeah. it all the way to Austin, Texas. Yeah. Yeah, I remember we took yeah. that show on the road. It was fantastic. <laughs> and I'm proud to say that show is the reason why uh, he got his current job. <laughs> <laughs> that is how he became a teacher. They said, teach is good. He yep. owes it all to Nick. Now, you have this... Uh, what is it? A production company, I suppose you would call yeah, it? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think that's the best way to think about it. it. It's basically, I enjoy putting on these multi-character shows. Like the Halloween show is really where it started. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have a lot of ideas in the works. And uh, I teamed up with Gabe Bravo. And recently we made a show that is the completely unauthorized roast of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may know Harry Potter from uh, his books about wizardry and witchcraft. From such movies as yeah. Harry Potter and books as Harry Potter. <laughs> that show... Yeah. 
insane amount of uh, people coming out to that, getting excited about that. The yeah. reaction was great. So, yeah, not to peek too past the fourth curtain, but uh, Connor and Ned are both on that show. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how they know me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's fantastic. We sold the first two out. Uh, we are. I'm very excited. We're bringing it back. Mm-hmm. Um, can I plug it? Yeah, you can plug whatever you want, man. All right. Uh, June 2nd at The Secret Group. We have two shows. Go to The Secret Group website, which is thesecretgrouphtx.com. Um, yeah, we'd love to see you there. If you like Harry Potter at all, if you like, even if you don't like Harry Potter and you just like yeah, I was, I was say, the jokes, jokes are so accessible that like yeah. I think you don't you can be a a big fan and there's there's small stuff in there for you that's like yeah. fantastic, but you can be a casual fan and it's still a, a laugh riot, if I will. Yeah, and I will. <laughs> I, I I love it. It's it's an over an hour of just solid joke joke jokes. If you like the Comedy Central roast, if you like roast in general, uh, it is eighteen and up. There's a lot of uh, naughty words. <laughs> Here's a list of them. <laughs> and they go as such <laughs> alphabetically. Do you have any other character roast coming up? Anything cool? Um, nothing on the books as of yet. Um, once we finish Harry Potter, we will start our next one. Um, I don't want to announce anything too soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, any any uh, hints you can give or like things that have been thrown around so far? I will. Can you give us rejected ideas? Rejected ideas, yes. Um, the roast of local supermarkets. Um, oh, man. It was going to be cool. I was going to be I Kroger. I was excited. Hair <laughs> up, HEV. Because <laughs> I don't know if you guys know, but B in H-E-B actually stands for blasphemy. <laughs> and like, there's so much to be said about that right now. <laughs> I thought it was bountiful savings. <laughs> um, hey, everyone. Bountiful savings. <laughs> That's the H-E. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. Any other rejected ones? I or mean, none that really... are funny. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, well... <laughs> the roast of the Globetrotters. <laughs> oh, I remember him. Yeah. <laughs> well, so these are people uh, emulating people within a franchise. Yeah. Uh, have you... Have, what is the name of your production company, if I may ask? Uh, it is called Character Menu. Character Menu. Yeah, and it, it's just a... If you see that on something, it just means that I am at the helm, and uh, it's all people that I love and trust, and I hope you will, too. Oh, thank okay. you for trusting us. Yeah. So <laughs> beyond character roast, uh, do you have any other projects that you've been wanting to do or tinkering around with? Uh, I mean, I'm very excited about summer. I'm a teacher, mm-hmm. and it, I'm like two weeks away. I'm about to. Ooh, baby. FM rage. <laughs> what, what's your, um, yeah, what are your summer plans? My summer you? plans, Ooh. we're going to go to Austin. Um <laughs> and just get there? No, no, do, do, do some shows up yeah, there if you're yeah. listening in Austin. Um, some are. Yeah. Travis Reyes listens to the hey, show. Hey, what's up, oh, TR? Yeah. Um, come check us out. at Me and Joffrey will be at Chortle, Chortle Portal ah. uh, in three weeks. Ooh. Very cool. Just doing stand-up? Just doing stand-up, yep. Um, I, I've taken a break from these big projects until schools. I want, I want to take just some time off and chill out for a minute and okay. then... Uh, yeah, so unfortunately, not the most glamorous, exciting plug. Have you yeah. thought about doing hot takes with often comedians? We have, yeah. That'd be such a fun show to either take on the road or get people to come into Houston mm-hmm. for that. Yeah, that's kind of our, I mean, still a baby. We've, we just finished our third show. Um, but yeah, I, I would love to do that. Um, there's so many great shows with Austin Comics. I mean, there's 
a show called Bad Idea that's fantastic mm-hmm. um, on Fridays. Um, so I'd like to piggyback onto that. But <laughs> as of now, I mean, it, it, for for the comic's sake too, it, it's really great if a comic can come to town and get on several shows rather than yeah, just absolutely doing, doing mm-hmm. one. I, I um, why I love working with you is that. Y- you see the same way that we see is that like comedy shows stand-up is fun seeing improv is fun seeing sketch is fun but finding a way to make it something different finding a way to yeah. stretch what comedy could be because comedy could be anything as long as we're laughing yeah um yeah <laughs> bullying well that's see you guys yeah yeah but do you do you have any like uh i, I guess like comedy dreams of like what, what would like a dream show you could put together like would you want to do another game My- show would you want to my dream comedy gig is to write roast jokes or, or yeah. be on the roasts. Uh, I just love it. I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a very mean spirited person in person, but I, I love being fake mean. Uh, <laughs> Bullying. <but, No>, <laughs> <bullying. laughs> um, yeah. I like uh, picking on those smaller and weaker than me. <laughs> yeah, now we're it's talking. just something <laughs> satisfying. No, ah <laughs> oh, man, this absolutely not. And bully Ranger Ranger. does not condone. Yeah, yeah, this bullying. is no place bullying. for hate. We don't have any bullying. But if you do have some hate, you can call it. No, yeah, <laughs> so, no, no, don't call free. it. <laughs> we only have about uh, four minutes left of the show. So if you've got anything you want to say or ask of Nick, it, please give us a call at seven one three five two six eight seven three seven. That's that seven one. We could just see if someone's on the. On the line, anyone? Hello? <laughs> anyone? Nobody's there. Dead air. You can call 713-JAM-TRACE. 713-JAM-TRACE. <laughs> mm, three jams. <laughs> That's what it means. The... So how many jams do you have in your house? What? One of the phone number says HD3, but we're in the it's HD2 studio. Yeah, yeah, let's not get too crazy. Yeah, this is HD2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We run HD3 every once in a while, but the show has to go twice as fast, and we oh. just don't have the longest for it. We run HD3. I mean, we run, <laughs> we run HD3. HD3. H-Town. Yeah, we're the HD3 boys, all right? You know, yeah. I, there's two of us, yes, but, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're so tough that you think, like, oh, there were too many of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know. So which one of us do you think you would take in a fight? Wow, this really did devolve into bully (laughs) chat. This is Uh, is the part of the rager where it gets dark. Yeah, this is the end of the rager. This is how every party ends, baby. (laughs) (laughs) One of us is going to the hospital. (laughs) Blacked out in a closet. And the other one is driving. (laughs) Hoping the lit candles burn out on their own. (laughs) Oh, I have a story about my friend's wedding. Okay, Uh, please. uh, Your best friend's wedding? (laughs) <laughs> Who right. told you? Let's hear it. My best friend's <laughs> wedding planner. Um, no, uh, a buddy of mine got married out in the country. Uh, this really beautiful house. Um, and my buddy gave out whiskey to everybody. Mm-hmm. And they had a, a four-wheeler and a golf cart. Mercy. <laughs> now, one of those is built for going over bumps and lumps. One of those is meant for going over golfs. Um, <laughs> so these guys got in the... These are all like... Uh, my friend is a fantastic painter. These are all uh, art art people, painters. Um, uh, anyway, so they're all in a golf cart, and one of them goes over a lump and a bump and smashes his head wide open on the Ooh. front of the golf cart. Ooh. Now, we're in, we're in the middle of nowhere, um, so we had to decide who was the least drunk <laughs> and then drive to the hospital, which was like 45 minutes away. Oh, man. So I got to spend uh, a good chunk of that trip just hanging out in the waiting room. He was fine. Everything was fine. Yeah. Oh, thank yeah. goodness. Yeah. That's good. But how was the golf cart? Golf cart was fine. Oh, wow. Man. Okay. Terrible little cart. cart. I told you we got to get rid of our Yeah, cars. you got a brand name on that? <laughs> <laughs> 
I think it was Connie's Carts. Connie's uh, Carts. I'm everywhere. That's guerrilla marketing. All right, everybody. That's our show for tonight. Uh, Nick, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Uh, everything that I've said uh, in the past hour, uh, I take everything back. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Ned, do you have anything you'd like to talk uh, about, shout out? Cannes Film Festival at Station Theater is coming up. It's around there, you know. Okay. Just, uh, you know. Hey, we're not telling anybody what to do. Yeah, yeah. But... It's next. It's I would like up. to tell yeah. people to go to the no, Harry no, no. Potter roast on June 2nd at the yes. Secret Group. I would like to tell everybody, hey, I don't know if you're hanging out uh, near PJ's bar. Why don't you go upstairs every once in a while? Who knows what you'll find up there. Um, second Tuesday of the month sounds like a good Second time. Tuesday of the month, I hear they have fun stuff. Oh, <laughs> hey, if you're listening right now, why don't you come meet us at PJ's on the second Tuesday of the month? I think that's going to be uh, June 12th. Yep, 612. All right. All right. I'll, I'll be there. Come say hi. Call in. Awesome. In person. <laughs> All right, everyone. That's our show. Thanks for listening. Bye.